And away we go with our number, I think, three of the morning show here on a Wednesday. And Neil Atkins joining us here since it is Wednesday. Wednesday, yes, sir. And Neil shows up every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday about this time. Well, that's the only time, too. Because mm-hmm, you're busy on Tuesday and Thursday. Is that what it is? <laughs> Apparently so. Well, I'm good to, good to have you here. So I get my three days. My, yeah. my th- three points of light. Is that what it is? Monday, Wednesday, all right. And Friday. The Did voice you get to watch the uh, big debate last night between the two mayoral candidates on I, Northern News Now? I did, and yeah. I was unable to finish it because oh. I fell asleep. <laughs> that Not exciting, the, was it, eh? Well, <laughs> it was a uh, kind of a long day, and all of a sudden yeah. I just kind of dozed <laughs> off, and the next thing I knew it was, yeah, it was... 8.30 at night, and... The day it was over, and but I did catch. There most was of a it. pretty wide, uh, I guess, uh, selection of questions. And you watched they it. They attempt. Right? I, I watched just parts of it. Okay. Yeah. And in fact, if you missed it last night, you can catch it on the Northern News Now website. They have excerpts that will be on throughout the day. So I will compliment the mo- the two moderators. Yeah. Uh, they did hold them mm-hmm. to, to the, the time, time limits, right? And they didn't. Let them go over yeah. and babble. Each got a little rebuttal yeah. time, which, which was, was good. They had to raise their hand, <laughs> and it was uh, it was more. Well, I I watched the uh, national debates, whether it's oh, Democrat well, yeah. or Republican, and that it becomes, turns into a regular it becomes chaos. Yeah. It becomes chaos. Too bad, but this worked out okay. I think uh, so. Yeah. The mayor continued to throw Reinert under the bus for his votes when he was on the city council, <laughs> well, and that's amazing yeah. because I was on the council for eighteen years. And if I ever ran, it would yeah. be interesting to see how deep they could dig on the boats that I had. <laughs> I suppose. so. Uh, it's all public record. They'd go back and find out, I imagine. Huh? So she uh, went and, for instance, Reinhard said uh, things about the streets and more plowing and all that yeah. sort of thing. Because this last year, the snowfall, uh, it wasn't plowed as it, yeah. it should be. Because well, it was were, a record snowfall. This record snowfall. Too, so, and they yeah. were overworked and they mm-hmm. didn't have enough not enough staff or whatever the whatever the excuses are so he blasted her on that and then she said uh well mr reiner when you were working for the city as a counselor you voted against funding public works and plowing and this and that and you you and she and of course here here's the deal let's see when reiner was uh on the city council see i think herb bergson was was mayor, and then Don Ness was mayor, okay? okay? And so it's the administration. I am not trying to defend her or, or Roger, but let's well, look yeah. at reality. Mm-hmm. It comes out of the mayor's office, right. and this is the budget. And if you vote in favor it or against or whatever the case is, well, he voted in favor of reducing yeah. funding in whatever public Whatever the budget was is what he voted for. That's right. Well, she... They go after you on that because right. he supported the mayor's budget. <laughs> as as if you looked at her record when she was on the city council, I don't know if they had. Mm-hmm. They'd probably see similar yeah, stuff. But it, the buck stops with the mayor's office. And right. if you're on the council, you know, when I was on the council, I voted a, against a bunch of stuff uh-huh. because it wasn't in the best interest of the city. And holy smokes, the public employees unions burned me in effigy because I voted against certain things that were uh, that they wanted. And one of them, for instance, was a vote on, this is when Fido was mayor. Uh, they came with a budget. We had shortfalls of money. And they, the public employees uh, voted for a raise. 
and the administration was going to give them this raise. Mm-hmm. It would have eliminated 40 positions. Wow. The raise would have, okay? So Arnold Kahn and I were two that were on the city council. We voted against that budget. Okay. And because my opinion was that I would rather preserve the 40 positions mm-hmm. than than this. And the the business, the representatives from the union, I put them on the spot. I said, so... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't support this. I, I, isn't your job to support mm-hmm. jobs? Right. And they said, well, our membership voted for the raises and not for the jobs. Right. And I asked how many people were at the deal that voted. And it was about 60, and there's 900 members of the union, <laughs> okay? And that was the deal. Yeah. And uh, so then after that, whenever I was running for re-election, went for a screening the, for the public employees union, yeah. they'd get up and say, say, by the way, uh, Councilor Atkins, uh, are you going to vote against our raises again? Yeah, so sure. they always held that on right. me. They weren't mean about it, but they right. understood I was mm-hmm. there for jobs. And uh, so anyway, that's where you get yourself. That's the fine line. All of a sudden you vote against this, but you're you're doing it because of this. But when it comes to the debate, nobody wants to know the real truth and all that stuff. And right. So anyway, I thought they both did a pretty good job last night. So Well, Bruce Siski is here now to do sports. You said they burned you in effigy? Well, they, in, in their <laughs> Which in their is better mind. than burning you in reality. Well, this, true. Yeah. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. If this you're going to burn somebody, <laughs> have it be an effigy. Yeah. Uh, nothing bad comes from that. This is true. This yeah. is true. And this, I survived. You did. You, yes. You've thrived, actually. I, 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 I won re-election, so there you go. <laughs> that's, that's what matters, right? right? The people still liked you enough. They liked me enough to vote me in. Or they hated your opponent. Yeah. One or the other. Well, I'll say everywhere the case is. Either oh, way, man. I'll take the vote. I don't <laughs> care where it comes from. This is a bad cup. There you go. What? What, do you got a leaky cup? Yeah, he's a got a leaky styrofoam yeah, the old dri- cup. The old dribble cup trick. You poke the pinhole in the cup, and then yeah. you hand it... You you put your thumb over it, hand it to somebody, and all of a sudden, yeah. Every I think, once, I think Kenny every once in a while, you get Kenny one of those. Kenny would do that. Uh, Kenny, you know? Kenny would do that. Kenny yeah. is a prankster. <laughs> yeah. Another uh, thing I notice on those cups, sometimes a little nib on the bottom will be bigger than it should be, yeah. and the cup won't, it won't sit, sit down. Right. It'll kind of tilt yep. one way or the other. Uh, wild win last night, 5-2 in Montreal. Power play scores three times. The penalty kill scores twice. Wow. Uh, just, that ties the franchise record. Five special teams goals in a single game. While back home to kick off a homestand. Three games uh, straight in St. Paul beginning tomorrow night against the LA Kings, 7 o'clock on AM 710. Uh, Vikings getting ready for the 49ers on Monday night football. 7-15 from U.S. Bank Stadium Monday night. Niners running back Christian McCaffrey, wide receiver Debo Samuel both have a chance to play Monday night after suffering injuries in this past Sunday's loss to Cleveland. The extra day certainly is not going to hurt them in that regard. Uh, Packers off their bye. They'll take on the Denver Broncos in the Mile High City on Sunday. That is a 325 kickoff. Congratulations to Esco midfielder Gwendolyn Lilly who is a Class A girls finalist for Minnesota's Miss Soccer Award. Esco qualified for state with last night's Section 7A title win over to Luke Marshall. And Cloak Esco Carlton attacker Elijah Altman is a finalist in the AA Boys Division for Mr. Soccer. Lumberjacks heading back to state. They beat Grand Rapids last night. The winners of Mr. and Ms. Soccer to be announced by the Minnesota State High School Soccer Coaches Association at the All-State Celebration in St. Paul. That will take place on Sunday. And the Bruce Siski Show, afternoons at 10. What do you got going on today, Bruce? Talk some soccer today. Jeff All Ruder right. of The Athletic on Minnesota United. Some potential big changes coming there. And Greg Kane, longtime UMD soccer coach, as the Bulldogs embark on a big four-game stretch here to close out the regular season. Bruce, every once in a while when you're talking hockey, you'll talk about shorthanded goals. How come there's no long-handed goals? 
There are long. There are no long-handed goals, but there are okay. long-winded goals. Sometimes <laughs> that Just happens. Checking. All right. Yeah. I'm totally illiterate when it comes to hockey, but there you go. Yeah. So why is it called shorthanded? I don't know. Well, uh, because you're short. Because you're short. You're, yeah. you're short a person, a person on the. Yeah. But why is it a power play called long-handed then? I don't know. See, that's what. That's you see these are questions. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. They who who made the rules. Did those kind of all happen? They as go time way went on? back, don't they? I'm sure it was something yeah, like that. Yeah, they, they, this, this terms that kind of settled into place in like the 1920s or whatever. And blame somebody in Canada. That's or or like the hat trick we found out this week came yeah. from cricket. <laughs> cricket. Yeah. Cricket. Yeah. Oh. I had no idea. Crickets. Dave asked. I looked it up. Now we know. Well, yeah. There's all kinds of weird terms in golf too. Mulligan. Give me a mulligan. Yeah, what right. the a mulligan? Yeah. It's a do-over. Mm-hmm. Do-over the because National Mulligan day, day was yesterday, <laughs> the, actually. The one, well, actually, the, there, yeah. there's a commercial out there that um, uh, it's it's about the word probably. There's yeah. a rate, uh, And a guy goes, well, the word probably is pretty bad because it doesn't say anything. And one of them is, hey, do you think you can make that shot on the golf course? Oh. I probably can. And he uh. goes, bang. And all of a sudden you hear a smash and a car's. Emergency deal going yeah. off. You hit a windshield and he goes, can I get a mulligan? mulligan and so right. it's a do-over. But you lose that right. uh, shot, in, though. In bowling, right. how do we get turkey for three in a row? Is another question. That's a great question. <laughs> Why is I it called that turkey? up right now. Are you a bowler there? Why, well, once in a while. Why is a, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, what, 200 par an eagle? And why is the 300 part an albatross? Yeah. <laughs> Another good, more good questions. Yeah. Never mind. We have too many to answer. It's 824 and KDAL will return. Back to the KDAL Morning Show. Rather be with me. There's the turtles at 8:27 now at KDAO. Uh, last night they had a big uh, salsa demonstration type deal up at the uh, Salem Lutheran uh, Church. Yeah, yeah, Bob Olin and the uh, St. Louis Ex- County Extension uh, held, and they had well, part of it was a taste test, I guess, for the uh, the salsas. They had a whole bunch of them. Well, they and apparently some... they were all rather mild. Oh. So heat was Kenny was, telling you about that? Yeah, heat was not uh, apparently one of the factors in determining the best salsa. Well, you know, I, I was, and uh, I think that's good because a lot of us can't handle hot. <laughs> well, I'd, me Bob included. Had, Bob had asked me if I could go by and that's help right. judge, and I unfortunately yeah. couldn't. Things got in my way last night, yeah. but Kenny was Kenny. There. Kenny yeah. told me they had like uh, fourteen or sixteen different salsas that people. Prepared, and there were about yeah. sixty people there. He must have had his fill of salsa by the time he was yeah. done judging. I hope they that. had some good <laughs> chips there with it. I imagine so. I'm a I'm a salsa f- uh, freak. I love it. And well, we mentioned this yesterday on the Bob Olin Show. There is a new chili pepper now that's out, mm-hmm. and has actually broken the Guinness World Record for being the world's hottest pepper. Ooh. It's called Pepper X, and it registers at just under two point seven million Scoville units which is the measurement scale for spicy heat, apparently. Basically, you're going to burn your tongue off. It is three times hotter than the previous record holder, Ooh. which was called the uh, Carolina Reaper. <laughs> oh, so this Pepper X, uh, according to the person who invented it or came up with it, 
says that it's eating it is not an enjoyable experience. So why even bother? That's what I don't understand. Why do you want stuff that hot? I suppose people are just... Uh, just to burn your mouth yeah. and then burn on the way out, too, I would imagine. That's not a good well, thing. flames in and flames <laughs> yeah, out. Right. There you go. <laughs> Yikes. Well, well anyway, you, never, you never know on that stuff. Yeah. I, I know uh, I've had my experience with hot food. I, I first... Uh. Uh, Experienced some of it when I was in the military yeah. <clears throat> and uh, stationed in the Orient. And uh, there are some, the Chinese have a little uh, red oh. uh, kind of a hot yeah. pepper that they put in different dishes. And actually, you're not supposed, you, you put it aside, you're not supposed to eat it. Well, oh. some do, oh. but it's a part of the flavoring of it. <laughs> I got you, yeah. You don't actually but, eat it. You no, you don't. And uh, yeah. uh, a friend of mine prepared uh, meals. Uh, she was from Taiwan, and she decided to prepare a bunch of meals for us. We had a little dinner. Yeah. And a friend of mine was kind of her date, and and he yeah. gobbled up this, and there was one of those little red peppers. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. He started hacking, and he turned oh, beet yeah. red. And we gave him a bunch of stuff. And she yelled at him. She said, you know, you're not supposed to eat that. You only taste it. It's there for flavoring. Yeah. And I talked to a friend wow. of mine that uh, used to have Chef Yee's restaurant, Ken Yee. And I asked him about it. He says, oh, on that, those, you take a tiny little bite, and that's it. Just a tiny little. <laughs> and, and you can eat it, but just a tiny little bit. And so, uh, so anyway, there's the... Uh, I think so Indian one, food has got a reputation for being hot too. I which mean, one? Indian food. I mean, well, yeah, there's country India. There's uh, sauces that they give you. The uh, right. India Palace down here in Duluth mm-hmm. is the Indian restaurant, and uh, we've gone there a number of times. Okay. And the dishes that they put out, uh, all the dishes, right? Uh, none of them are hot, hot, hot. But there are. <laughs> there's an array of sauces that you See, can add to it, and spices you, yeah. to stir it up yourself. So. Uh, and, of course, they have dishes from all over India. We always talk about the Hindus not eating meat. Mm-hmm. Well, there's portions of India that are not Hindu where right. there are oh. chickens and meats and, and yeah. that sort of thing. So they provide those types of uh, foods on their little buffet there, too. So mm-hmm. so there's – but it's – you know, it's all – curry is one of the – Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking of. Spices, spices in there. Right. They do have some dishes of curry, and then those have a little zip to it. Some people are afraid of that. They, they're afraid to sample it. And, you know, yeah. you have to try a little bit to see if you like it. I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a little it. tiny bit to see. <laughs> if you don't like it, then you yeah. go to the bland stuff. To the phones we go. Speaking of bland stuff or hot, we'll find out what, what it is. Hi, who's this? This is Howie Hanson. Howie Hanson, good morning. Howie, it's about good time morning. you called into the show. We <laughs> wanted you to call in, but how, how's your campaign coming? Well, we're working at it. It's... Uh... It's classic 101 uh, run for public office at the city council level and uh, a lot of grunt work, uh, a lot of uh, salesmanship, and is kind of what it is. It's uh, You've been there. I've been there. It's uh, We're veterans of it. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. That's Are you beating sure. the street? Are you knocking the doors? And uh... Oh, yeah. Okay. Doing, doing everything that's needed, yard signs and everything. Ah. Neil, Neil, I wanted to pose this question to you, okay? Yep. And you, you and I have both sat in that room and uh, in front of uh, one person or hundreds and hundreds of people. But let me ask you this. So you and I are sitting next to each other on the Duluth City Council, and uh, we're, we're able to look into our crystal ball and, uh, and see that uh, the new mayor is going to raise the city of Duluth property, or, uh, property tax levy for the commercial and the residential side 
over 100% in the next eight years. Now, let me ask you, Neil, what would your response be to that? Uh, and because that has been the case in the last eight years, what would your response be to that unprecedented uh, insight? And what would you have done to uh, warn people about that impending uh, doubling of their uh, their taxes? <laughs> well, I, I mean, certainly, if we knew that, I would have certainly warned them. I've always felt that the property tax was the worst possible tax out there to throw on people. I was more in favor of the sales taxes. The sales taxes actually bring in more revenue than property taxes. And uh, yeah, that, that's the most uh, unfair tax, especially for, you know, the, it, what's interesting, Howie, uh, the, the incurred, I listen to the, this mayor, the other mayors, whoever mayors, always talk about home ownership and all that sort of thing and how wonderful home ownership is, but they don't talk about uh, the taxes that people have to pay. And especially if you're on a if you're starting out an income and you don't have a higher income at today's prices in uh, homes and so on, to get a decent home here in town, it's in the two, $200,000 to $250,000 range. And, uh, you know, every entity out there seems to be raising taxes. It's interesting when I saw that they keep on talking about, uh, well, you know, this increase in taxes is only going to equate to uh, $1.87 a week. Well, what is that? When have you ever paid your taxes weekly? <laughs> yeah. And that's what I see in the paper all the time. So it, it seems to try to skew it to show you that it's not going to be 120 bucks extra a year for the city, let's say, and another 100 bucks a year for the school district and some for the colony. All of a sudden, your property tax bill goes up 300 bucks a year. Well, we're old enough and experienced enough in, in this, uh, this arena, if you will, Neil, to... Remember when uh, John Pito and uh, all those former mayors, if they raised the uh, property tax levy even two percent, I mean, uh, the, you know, the New York, the, the you know what would hit the hit the wagon, if you will. And uh, but to go up unprecedented amounts, seventeen twenty percent in one fiscal budget, um, it's just it's just it's to me it's shocking. It's uh, it's how did we get here? You know, how are we going to stop this this snowball? And then secondly, um, you know, why aren't people pushing back? I mean, there is so much. You know, we're we're graybeards, Neil, of course, and you know, there is so much pain out there right now in the city of Duluth in regard to the haves and the have-nots on on uh, being able to pay tax increases for these rapid spiking uh, tax increases and it, you know it's just like is anybody listening is anybody in elected office in city hall listening to the pain that people are feeling it just you know it just breaks my heart to be honest with you i mean it's like we got to start listening to people and figure this out because we're we're going to be a town that that no, nobody can afford to live in it unless you have one of these jobs and you know that deal. Yeah, they keep on the costs go up, and as far as the tax base goes, and then they wonder why people can't afford housing. And then, of course, the advocates try to go and build subsidized housing and put people in the homes that they can't afford to live in. And uh, that that's a spiral there. And I I don't know how it's are we going to have uh, big concrete buildings like they did in Russia where they warehouse people instead of having individual home ownership. 
you know, you end up taxing people out of their homes. And it was, there was one year, and this was a commercial property, but um, friends of mine that that had the Elks Club, it used to be up at, uh, off the Haynes Road, and their taxes were up horrible. And they appealed to the the assessor on it, and the guy looked at him, and he pointed across the street, and he says, look at all the commercial development. If you want to play, you got to pay. That was the attitude. And uh, yeah. and then yeah. then you get down to the individual homeowner, and it's just like there's this blindness, it seems, at times that comes out of City Hall or the county or the school district. Yeah, and even like, even like this school, Neil, and you know this as well as I do, this school referenda, what a uh, house of cards in that regard. You know, people people don't understand that the, our governor and the state legislature gave school districts a one-time opportunity to uh, to levy um, for uh, the maximum amount like millions and millions and millions of dollars that they can exercise in fiscal year uh, 2025. So so what do they do? They come in and they try to say, well, we're going to help kids with new technology and mental health issues and stuff like that. And basically, you know, that's going to increase, you know, the, the residential property taxes, X amount of, you know, 10, 12, 15, whatever dollars per month for a $200,000 house. Yeah, good luck trying to find a $200,000 house. So it's really 40 bucks a month. And then they're gonna come in a year later after after doofing us on this, uh, on this, uh, you know, shame on you, Minnesota nice kind of thing. And then they're gonna come in and hit us for another, um, you know, uh, huge, huge tax in fiscal year 2025. I mean, at what point, uh, do we step up? Do we get to the ballot box and say no, no, no? Because I mean, we you know we went up over that hundred percent in the city to look in the last eight years, as I predicted when I left office, and now we're looking at another fifty percent, I think, within the next four years. So you know, take a look at your tax bill, uh, listeners, and uh, ask yourself: Is it time to step up? Is it time for us to be? Getting more people on that Duluth City Council in the mayor's office that says no, 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 because Duluth looks really dark five years from now on taxation. Well, that's uh, that's a point they should have uh, pointed to him last night in that debate, especially the mayor's debate with Larson and Reinhardt, and that wasn't one of the questions that they asked. You bring up a good point there, Howie. Now, Howie, you're running for the 4th District uh, City Council seat. That's... Uh, Lincoln Park West and uh, Duluth Heights and Piedmont Heights, correct? Yes, that's uh, where I formerly served for four years. And in 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 my race, um, for a campaign pitcher, um, you know, experience really matters. We're we're going to potentially have six new Duluth City Councilors on a nine-member council, and uh, you know, I have four years of experience. I'll hit the ground running, and I'm all in as I've been for. My four years when I served and the six years that I've been off the council, uh, my message is very clear. If you want somebody to tell you when uh, taxes are going up and somebody to be a staunch bulldog and blow it all up, that's what I do best. And that's what I did in my four years. I blew up everything that was anti-taxation, uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, common sense, fiscal responsibility. We need that more than ever before because, again, 
Um, and not to be sound like an alarmist, but the issue is, is that if we don't get a handle on this, this gets really, really, really scary, folks. Oh, you got a website we can go to? Uh, DeLoteTimes.com. Okay. All right, Howie. Thanks, and keep us posted. Uh, election's not yeah. not even a month away, okay? Yeah. All right. 841 now at KDAL. We'll be back. The KDAL Morning Show. It is 845 already as the morning show is uh, zooming on by. We got another phone call. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Cindy. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to talk to, my, uh, to Neil about, he was talking about housing and taxes. All sure, right. go ahead. Talk to, what's my up? Taxes have got, my taxes have gone up in the last eight years, 100%. Oof. And, and I was doing some research recently and found out that 73% of home ownership was in the western part of town. It is now 57%. Mm. 40%, 40% is rentals. We need home ownership in this town. We also need to take and have a, a committee put together of people who pay taxes, whether they have rental property or whether they have home ownership, that they need to take and have city needs to put a group of people together who pay taxes and go through the budget and how much is being spent up at City Hall. And then they'll realize how much people are paying. I know people that are selling their houses because they can't afford them anymore. Because there's this, well, it's only five cents. It's only a dollar. It's only this. It's only that. But add it all up. And then you've got a problem. Yep. No, you got a good point. They try to minimize what the effect's going to be by. Mm-hmm. I, I've never heard of this before on this school referendum and a couple of the others where they're saying, well, it's only going to cost a dollar fifty a week. I'm going, all of a sudden you add it all up depending on the house, and they're basing it on a $200,000 value house. And right now, for you to go out and find a house at $200,000 uh, value in the community, most of them are higher than that. And the tax is going right. to be, the increase is going to be higher. Then you have the other political entities throwing taxes, more tax increases on, and it goes on. It's a never-ending story. As as our previous caller mentioned, uh, you know, he's worried that over the next five years they're going to double again. Sure. Yeah, they will. All right. They hey. will if, if things keep going the way they are. I think you've got a good idea there. There should be a citizens committee out there that is made up of people that actually pay the bills. Thank you. Well, the mayor, the mayor the other, the other night, I don't know, it's one of the programs she was on, and she said that she just put together a, a group of 18 people to take and look at the homeless. Well, how about putting together 18 people to take and go through the budget and nitpick it to help? There you go. There you go. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We do have another phone call to get to. Neil, quickly, it's uh, 848 already. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Tom from Fort Wayne. Ah, Tom. Okay, well, here's my question. I don't live in Duluth. But my taxes have doubled this year, okay? And what I'm trying to get to the bottom of, uh, here's, here's the question. Whose assessment of the value of property is the most accurate? And I'll, I'll list some. The bank, the tax assessor, what I think the value is, or the insurance company. Because I've got a real problem. I've had a discrepancy between the bank, the tax assessor, and the insurance company. Uh, 
And in my opinion, I don't know, Neil, what do you th- who do you think has the closest dollar value to your property out of all of those? Bank, tax assessor, my value, or the insurance company? Oh, that's a that's a well the insurance company wouldn't. Well they're they're looking at the buildings. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not looking at the land and the land's value. I I think I know the assessor, they always look at uh, comparable properties and, right. and what they sell for. Or, or, but what if nothing's sold in your neighborhood? That's the question I've got. It's a, the banker, they're looking at the, who's ever providing them the information to loan you the money, mm-hmm. and that can all be inflated. Remember what happened back in 2008? Back in the day, they yep. when, when you go to buy, all of a sudden the realtors, the asset, everybody was giddy. Mm-hmm. Going up in price, going up yeah. in price, interest rates, let it are low, and the bankers, and all of a sudden, they'd allow people to go out and buy a property with stated income. Stated income means you just state what your income is, but that might be a lie, and they got into a big problem. So, I suppose the only way well, to tell how much your your place is worth <laughs> is to sell it. Whatever it sells for, that's what it's worth. Well, that, and you know, you think you know, I've, I've yeah. talked to people about this, You'll have relatives that can come out and do an assessment of your mm-hmm. property, but there's there's some that give you way, or shooting for the stars, right. and some that give you reality. And sometimes, you know, what is your property worth? The problem is, if if they're like you said there, Tom, if they're saying, let's say the piece of property is really worth 150 grand, but they're telling everybody it's worth 300, and then the tax assessor comes in and sees your neighbors sell at 300. Then they jack yours up to that, but is that reality? Right, that's the problem. Well, that's that is the problem. One of the reasons mine went up is because uh, property on the lake itself. Because I don't live in Port Wayne, but property on the lake uh, went way up because it was assessed at one thing and it sold uh, a whole series of them did. But the difference between my farm and somebody who wants to buy a piece of property on Lake Superior are two different worlds. Okay, my assessment is this, Neil. I think the insurance company is probably the closest because they've got their money on the line. They've got real skin in the game. The tax assessor really doesn't. The, you know, I mean, uh, they're going to have to pay if something happens to destroy the property. Okay, and a lot of the property value is in the buildings, not necessarily in a piece of vacant land. Right. right. You know, that's yeah. a, a different assessment. So, to me, it's the insurance company, because they're going to be shelling out the money. None of these other people really are, you know. You got well, got that's real players right. And, mm-hmm. the, yeah. ban- the banks are collecting the money. <laughs> right. And the, the assessor is, is playing with whoever is in political control because they want more revenue. And uh, yeah. there, there you go. So, hey, thanks for the input, good, Tom. Good we, point, Tom. We got to run 852 at KDAO. And we are back. Final portion of the morning uh, show, this hour anyway. Uh, Stan's on the phone. Good morning, Stan. Good morning. How's everybody in the big sea of the bright lights today? Oh, the bright lights are just burning here. It's all nice and overcast. How about you, Stan? Yeah, it's overcast, but I can see sun sign over Wisconsin. Oh. Well, that's where it should be. Now, that's where Dave's from, you know. It's sunny over there all the time. It's always sunny in Wisconsin. (laughs) Say, if you get an opportunity, I'd like to see if those three commies that are running for one of the districts in Duluth or would, would be on the air for questions. Well, we've asked, we've repeatedly well, yeah. asked the uh, other candidates, the ones that were uh, 
endorsed by the Democratic Socialists to come on board, and they nobody responds to us. And so. if anybody does have a chance, I, I think I'd uh, like to know if they would uh, they agree with the war from over in Israel. I guess they they agree with that. They support it. And I would like to know if they support continuing that war over in any other country, mm. specifically the United States, uh, right. if, they, if they agree with that. But oh. uh, Tom, is, Tom is right on the money All right. with this tax stuff, I'll tell you. Right. And, and, and uh, we have to su- uh, suffer through Duluth, Duluth taxes. Mm. So you take care, gentlemen. Hey, right. you too. Thanks, Thanks for the call. See Don't forget you. the Farmer's Market open today. Ooh, that's right. Uh, that'll be from uh, 2 until 5, <clears> and, of course, open on Saturday, too. I think it's a big celebration this Saturday, if I remember right. Could be. Uh, from 8 until noon, it'll be a Customer Appreciation Day or oh, something. Oh, good. Well, maybe we should all Saturday. go up there and check it out. See, uh, uh, by 14th the way. 14th Avenue East and 3rd Street. Go ahead. See, by the way, uh, boy, the Minnesota's really swimming in money here because. I know. Uh, I see the. Uh, they're going to uh, fund a big uh, $20 million uh Cannabis growing facility oh, up right. on the in Grand Rapids, and they are uh, giddy. It's called close. Highway HWI Highway Thirty Five. Received twenty million in public loans. Is being headed by a Missouri cannabis entrepreneur, wow. Jack Mitchell, and business partner John Heiduk, and they're going to revitalize an Ainsworth site with high tech, state of the art marijuana cultivation and manufacturing Jeez. facility. The they money think is already flowing in even before they can sell it. 400, right. job, 400 jobs for the area. Wow. Free weed to smoke anytime <laughs> you want. That's one of the benefits. There really, for the people working there? I, I suppose no it idea. would be. I, I have no idea. But, um, yeah. Well, very good. This is, this is where we're headed, folks. So That's right. Whether you like it or not, I, we're I'm in not, for it. I've not been in favor of this sort of stuff, but there you go. There's I don't smoke it cottage. myself, but anybody who wants yeah. to, go for it. That's new cottage industry, so they're going to build the facility, manufacture and grow it up on the range, up on the Grand Rapids area, ah, very good. employ 400 people, and spend $20 million of taxpayer money to go and do that. Isn't that <laughs> who special? Needs my, if you're short of yeah. mining jobs, get jobs in the, uh, the yeah, weed Just weed business. Like renewable, it. renewable. <laughs> don't dig in the ground, just grow it on the ground. There you go. All right, we got news coming up next from uh, CBS. That's at 9 o'clock. We'll also have news from the Minnesota News Network and Wisconsin Radio Network. And Neil Atkins will be back on Friday. You bet. I'll be here. Uh, I'll be back next hour.